This is FTRD. Hello, 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 hello. Ah. I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> it's been a while. I haven't been for the past few uh, episodes, but actually the last episode only, but uh, actually last two episodes, right? And happy, happy to get, happy to get. Yeah, this is your episode because we will be touching on FIFA 21 for this episode. It's a very special episode because we'll be touching on not only uh, the spicy stuff, maybe, but also things that are happening around the world as well. And we have a very special guest here. Maybe you want to talk a little bit more because you know this guy way better than me. Uh, maybe you can give an introduction to our special guest for today. Okay, our special guest for today is none other than our very own FDRD Kun, uh, aka Shakir. Mm-hmm. So this guy here, I think he came in, bursting into the scene about five four four to five years ago and for those uh who may not know this is actually ash cousin um oh. yep so it's it's nice to see you know uh family ties in the esports industry helping one one another um so yeah you know uh he's shaki has been growing as a player you know he's got better over the years you know uh, taking part in numerous events, winning tons of them as well, you know, podium finishers. So, you know, his experience is immense. Uh, you know, hopefully he does well this season as well. Ah, okay. Before that, let's show our faces first. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll talk a little bit more about FIFA and we'll have Abang Yas, his take on FIFA 21. Let's go, guys. Boom. Hello everyone. Hello friends on Facebook. How are you guys doing this week? Abang Yas, maybe uh, you can tell us a little bit about FIFA 21. You've been playing really, really hard. You've been grinding as well, I see. Uh, yeah, I think like, like every year, uh, no different. Um, uh, I have a very healthy coin total as per usual. So it's just that <laughs> this, year is slightly, this year is a bit different for me because you know, for the past few years, I've been building teams for actually Sharp, right? So this year, this year, this year, uh, he he's he's actually managing his own team. So now I have like a lot of coins, but I have no idea what to do with them because I really don't need to buy <laughs> all these crazy players like I used to need to. So uh, the game is okay. Uh, they are they have been. I mean, started. I think one of the big problems with FIFA is that it only starts really well. I think when when FIFA Uni One first started, I love the game like tremendously. I think. Uh, I love the some of the features that they put in, like agile dribbling. But they've been patching it, and I think one of the things that people are saying right now, it's, it's I, I saw one uh, Twitter comment today, is like we're one patch away from being FIFA 20 again, which is not a good thing. <laughs> so hopefully that's not really uh, happening. Uh, but I still love the game. Um, the good thing, some of the good things that are happening, like I think the objectives within FIFA right now is really awesome. Like they, they, right now you have the ability to grind for specific players. So, um, like for that, and, and they are really good players. So, one of the players actually is in my team, which is this guy called Mole from the French League. So, you have yep. to play like 15 games, uh, you have to win 15 games, you have to score a couple with like finesse shots and stuff like that. And then, once you unlock all of those, and then you get the play itself. And then, they actually have this thing called the Silver Objectives, which is absolutely to me the most fun mode ever, where you only play with silver players. And then, if you win with silver players, you actually get like a a proper silver card, like a uh-huh. like a team of the week silver card, like a boosted silver card. 
So I I've been enjoying those two modes really really well. Uh, yep. Black Friday just passed was pretty crazy also. So yeah, all in all, FIFA still enjoying it. Although we are slowly tipping into the into the realm of FIFA 20, which scares the shit out of me, and hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> How about on your side, Fair? Uh, have you been grinding as well? Because I know you 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 have done a couple of like training sessions with with the FTRD boys, uh, tips and tricks that you've learned, and you have been uh giving the boys some pointers as well. How about your gaming uh experience with FIFA 21, my bro? Um, I would agree that it's slowly becoming like FIFA 20 now, but I haven't been playing much as well. Mm. I think on my end, I've been watching lots of videos and and analyzing replays as well. Uh to help the boys playing um you know in terms of weekend league you know i only played a couple of games over the last two two weekends so yeah it really feels like it's going back to fifa 20 which is not a good thing um <laughs> the auto tackling is back you know, people are spamming tackles is is frustrating you know but at the end day it's part of the game and every player needs to adapt to you know uh, uh this kind of changes And I think we're going to see more changes soon. I think EA just released a patch this morning. Yeah, if I'm I, not the right, patch came, the patch just yeah. came out. I guess people are saying that literally after this new patch, you are saying you're one patch away from FIFA 20. So I haven't oh, yeah. tried it. I'm going to try it right after this podcast, but I'm a bit afraid. Uh, I think I think well, I want to flip the question. So now now yeah. you ask ask me and Fair, right? <laughs> oh you? no! What happened to your FIFA? What happened to you and FIFA, bro? You were you started uh, so strong. You're no, training. No. You're I, yeah, yeah, yes. I, I, I'm still doing trading, but not as much. I'm doing it on my phone. But guys, the funny thing is, I don't play uh foot anymore because uh, it's not that it's hard lah. It is hard to play lah against uh, all of the best players uh in the world and also in Singapore as well. I have to tell you, it's not easy, guys. When I first started out, right, I thought it's going to be like a. Ah, uh, it's gonna be a like easy. Allah, I can do it lah. This game, nothing hard lah. But when you experience it on your own, guys, it's no joke. The things that these guys do in games are crazy. I tell you. But abang yes, I am still playing, but I'm playing career mode. Can right? Kenta <laughs> <laughs> right? I would try. I want to try though. I keep down. I just download Football Manager, so I don't know oh, whether yeah? I play career. Yeah, I just download oh, Football Manager. But FIFA, yeah. the experience been great. Uh, I went through it, not not for a long run, but uh, I've I'm still playing it. But uh, let's talk a little bit the not so good side about FIFA 21. As the three of us have read on Twitter on news, there mm. are some uh, like suing going on uh, in the FIFA. Maybe Abang Yes, you can talk a little bit more about this. So there's a few. Uh, actually, there are few. There's a lawsuit. Actually, that. Firstly, there is actually a couple of lawsuits that came out this year with regards mm. to FIFA. So one lawsuit is regards to loot boxes. So one is, uh, so if you know, you buy packs, right? Um, those are technically loot boxes. So there are some yeah. countries that they actually have actually went through with it. So some in some countries, like Belgium, mm. for example, you can't buy packs from the store. So oh. it's actually bad. Yeah. So so there, there, there's that. I mean, loot box loot boxes. Uh, But loot boxes is not just strictly for FIFA. I think loot boxes appears everywhere in a lot of games. I think yeah. the one that's really uh, I've been affecting FIFA is regards to their dynamic difficulty. So there's a lawsuit that basically states that uh, EA's dynamic difficulty. So what dynamic difficulty is that they claim that when when you are losing uh, or when you are winning, actually not when you when you are winning, they purposely mm. make the game a little bit harder for you and easier for the opponent to to kind of equalize the game. So that's what they call dynamic difficulty. 
So some of the instances that you might feel it is that when you're two zero up, right? They always say two nil is the most dangerous lead in FIFA. I totally okay. agree. It's not really a lead. It's just you just scored two goals because the guys don't <laughs> score too bad, especially if you play a uh, constant pressure or something like that. But yeah. uh, what it means is that suddenly your players can can you can't control your players well. They be a bit more sluggish and everything mm. like that. So that's a, mm. that's an example of that. PA has always denied this though. EA has okay. totally denied it. Uh, but they, this suit claims that they have proof that EA actually patented the word dynamic difficulty, which is hilarious in this too. Um, so the suit is basically saying that because they make it difficult and make, make it difficult for you to win, so you stood using, so you are then, you know, put in a position where you need to always feel that you need to improve your team. And in mm. FIFA, the only way to improve your team is you need to buy packs. So then that's, that's, that's where it goes. So, so that's the big, that's the big hoo-ha. That's the big, uh, I, I think for me, my take on this is that yeah. I, I, I believe there is dynamic difficulty um, and I believe that this is just the way they do business. They yeah. always want to create a situation for you to always want to improve your team. Um, yeah. The thing that I've always said is that, you know, you got to have, you got to exert self-control, right? You know, they, you got you to gotta always like, you can't keep blaming EA for making you buy packs when technically you are the exactly. one that actually mm-hmm. making, making that, 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 that purchase, right? Uh, yeah. So I think you have to I mean, there needs to be some personal, I would say, uh, responsibility to it. Yep. Uh, mm. But with that being said, what EA can do is be a lot more open. Uh, they can be a lot more open uh, about it. Mm. They can be a more on. There needs to be more um, honesty. You know, if this is happening, tell us that this is happening. You know, yep. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta open the the window to it to, to at least show us that okay, this is like you know, like one of one great example is pack, packs, right? You need to know the odds of. How what are the odds for you to get a special player? What are the odds for you to get a team of the week player? Now they do that, and if you look at the odds, the odds are extremely horrible. So, but at least there is that they should they do show the odds for now. So, so those are yeah. the two key things happening. You know, with regards to yeah. I think lawsuit. How about how about on your end, Fair? What do you think of uh, about all of this uh, thing that is happening right now uh, to FIFA Twenty One? <laughs> I think I, I honestly I think this has been ongoing. I think oh. for more than one FIFA season, you know, just that it has gotten a whole new level this year, you know, but I mm. agree with what Yas has, has to say, you know, uh, players need to have more self-control in terms of buying packs. So at the end of the day, this is EA's business model. Is yeah. it the best business model? Um, That is not for us to say. Yeah. Of course, a lot yeah. of people are yeah. unhappy because, you know, you have to spend uh lots of money uh mm. maybe ea may want to reduce the pricing of the fifa points which i think they did this year uh okay. compared yep. to to last year uh which is good you know but but regardless i think players uh needs to you know control their spending of course you know sometimes when you play weekend league you tend to see players from hong kong or you know uh the middle east countries you know their teams are super stacked you know and and as a player you know when you see that, that kind of team you know you tend to be very jealous. And mm. the other reason why people tend to spend lots on FIFA points is because everybody, you know, is streaming, you know, like packs or a pack opening, you know, posting screenshot of pack openings. Hey, I pack good players. You know? <laughs> and then people are like, hey, wow, it's so easy to pack good, good players. So, you know, they just try their luck, you know. And I know people, you know, who have, you know, uh, got into depths because of this. Um, it's a little bit of unhealthy gaming for me, you know, uh, during my time, you know, when we compete, you know, there wasn't such 
things, you know, like, uh, you know, as per pack, pack opening, like everything was default, you know, we use the in-game themes. And then the next issue comes the scripting. I think the scripting, uh, like what you said, you know, I think EA should just uh, be upfront uh, with the, you know, audience. I'm sure there are people who will be mad if EA comes up front, you know, but it is what it is, you know, people have to adapt to it. Um, probably maybe because, you know, FIFA has got lots of players all over the world, mm. uh, millions or probably billions of FIFA gamers. Um, so maybe EA is thinking, you know, like, so what if I lose a couple hundred of players, you know, I still have another hundred to cover the the loss of yeah. gamers, you know, who doesn't want to yeah. play my game, you know. But it would be nice, you know, to see EA coming up with a statement with regards to, to this. Um, but definitely the scripting, I think a lot of players know not only myself, I think all the FTR boys and all the other players in Singapore, in, in Malaysia, in Indonesia, wherever they would have felt this as well. Yeah. yeah, one of the interesting things about scripting or DDA, right, is that I feel that DDA for competitive mode should be taken out. I mean, if it's if it's just casual modes, you know, like even even like division rivals or but when it comes to weekend league or competitive modes, I find that DDA is a bit unfair. Because it doesn't really reflect your skill, right? Because technically, if you are leading, like to me, it becomes almost like you got to have a strategy where you don't go up too many goals up, right? And you don't try to score too many goals because if not, DDA hits. And that's one of the hypotheses I've always had, like don't score for three, four nil. You know, you, you score one goal, you hold, you know, because if you score too many goals, what will happen? DDA will hit and then your players get sluggish and then the opponent will get a chance to come back. Something along those lines. But I feel that if it's purely competitive, I think we should take it out. Um... One of the things that uh, that's also interesting, like I think there was one comment that I mm. saw, which is from I think Shake Market. It's not an ethical business model, but we don't have we don't have to follow. We got a choice. I think that's totally true. I I absolutely agree because yes, okay, maybe you want to put a little bit of of money as a start to give you a, but I think one thing that I've seen at least for FTRD this year, right, is that a lot of us, uh, a lot of uh, the players have actually gotten very uh, more interested into things like trading. You know, learning how to trade. You know, there are ways for you to make coins in this game without actually buying packs. So if you if you are a bit more diligent, you know, if you try to learn the market, because as a pro, you cannot just be only just really good at FIFA. You also got to know how to to to, to learn how to trade because you need the players eventually to. And it's not it's not it's not viable for you to spend you know thousands and thousands and which we some of us do. Don't get me wrong, but and mm. and, and and I have, I have no issue with that. Uh, I think if they want to invest in themselves, you know, they feel that they need it to actually be a good, to, to kind of go up the ranks, you know, in, in professional FIFA, you go for it. But you, yeah. if you have a choice, uh, the other way is to actually grind. Grind is one thing. And then another one is to learn how to trade, learn how to manage your coins, yeah. learn how to understand, you know, what to buy. If you do a bit, like I've, I've traded all my, 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 I think this is probably my ninth season uh, in, uh, in foot. So for me, it's really, really easy. You know, it's, it's not difficult to grasp. You understand the concepts, you can actually do that for yourself. So I think that definitely we do have a concept. All right. That's a good point, Tess. Uh, set by, I mean, not set by, shared by, uh, by Yas and Fear. But before we move on to the comments on Facebook, because we have a lot of people asking for Kun, Kun, Kun. Look at yeah. that. It's crazy. Let's bring on the man himself, uh, Shark uh, Kun. Uh, in this uh, topic that we are talking about so that we'll have a broader or more, we can take some pointers from him as well. Yep, so definitely. let's not waste any more time and bring on Boom. How are you doing today, my bro? Hello, I'm good. 
Yeah. How's everybody doing? Okay, bro. <laughs> before we actually start with all of this uh, reading of the comments and all, maybe you can introduce yourself uh, to all the followers on Facebook. Say hi. Hello. So, uh, my name is Shakir, also known as Kun because uh, I got the name from my favorite player, which is Kun Aguero. Mm. So he's been my idol for uh, I think for the past five to ten years, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I started gaming like just casually, like about since I was a kid. Then like my friends. Then when I played FIFA, like my friends told me like I was good. Then I was like, okay. Then uh, might as well just try join a competition. Then I ended up one day trying to join a competition. I think it was at uh, one IT event. Then I got like fourth place on my first event. So wow. yeah, then that was when I know like okay, maybe I can do this like on a regular basis. So yeah, that's where it all started. That's awesome, my guy. Like when you first entered the competition, what do you like? How do you feel? Were you ready or were you like clueless and just join and let's see what's gonna happen? Uh, actually, I was like ah, uh, just just join for the fun of it. Like, uh, no expectations, no nothing. And I think that's where that's important. So if like you join a competition without any pressure, I think that's uh like relieves you of any burden. So you just play for the fun, and yes. I think without any pressure, you will do like you will play, you will perform better. I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, guys. Before we move on to the comment again, uh, if you like to follow this guy right here, uh, Kun, you can head over to Instagram and follow him at FTRD Kun. Okay, but yes, let's take in some comments from Facebook. Uh, let's start from the top. We have Raimi first, bro. You are always first every single week. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then we have Ultra Pros Esports also always first. Uh, we have Zig this week. That's nice to see. Zig is uh, in chat. Uh, Bobby Bob, how are you doing? Kun the Good. Yeah, man. This guy, when he plays FIFA, his skill moves are retarded, I tell you. Uh, <laughs> Muhammad Ruzaini, first. Yeah, bro. You guys are first, second, and third. You guys are always uh, in that order. Kun the best in SG. You guys agree? I have to agree because every time we play together online, people will, they they will always shout that, "Kun the best in SG, Kun the best uh, in SG." I don't think I will agree. I don't want to take that role yet. I think I prove and myself properly. We have Ultras Pro Esports. Wow. Uh, yes, looks like Newcastle legend Gabriel Obertan. <laughs> the last one was Kapu. Abel Obertan is a Manchester United legend, not a Newcastle. Yeah, United. exactly. That's what I thought too. Uh, Ian Sulaiman, sub FTRD. Hello, Ian Sulaiman. Thank you so much for joining us every single week. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Uh, and then we have Sheikh Rakib. It's not only this is what Abang Yas uh, was reading just now with regards to the FIFA topic. We will touch a little bit more and uh, and also ask uh, Kun what he what are his thoughts about FIFA 21 as uh, as well. We have Sazli Saleh. I got an iPad. What's the joke here? I don't get it. <laughs> Let me see the thread. Have you guys tried the new patch? I have iPad. Oh, okay. Every single week, musti ada benda macam gini. Lol. 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 Okay, Rami got one question for Kun. Maybe we can start with a question for Shark. Uh, Rami is asking, question for Kun. How do you feel to be one of the best FIFA player in SG and the best Apex Legend player in SG? Ooh. Uh, to be honest, I don't... Either both, I'm not... I don't think I'm either one of them. Like... 
Okay, if like they put one of the best, I wouldn't mind. But I'm definitely not the best. Like there's, I know there's a lot more players that are better than me. <laughs> like have uh, like it's equally as good. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want Very to humble. take that role yet until I like really want something big, internationally or regionally. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Okay, okay, Abang Yas, maybe yeah. you want to start off a question for Shark. Yeah, with regards to FIFA. Mm. So I think I think Shark, my question is basically based upon your game style. Um, you have a very very I would say unique, but you have a very I mean when people see Shark or Kun's gameplay, they they know what they're seeing. You know, it's very much based on a lot of skilling. You know, a lot of mm. you know uh, very fancy moves. You know, moving towards you know the the end ball, the, the the penalty area and all. You know, how do you develop that? And is there a specific yeah. reason why you play in that way? Uh, actually, to be honest, at the start, right, I I used to just like spam my right stick, like like last time when I started to know that or oh, that's uh fifth that's killing in this game, like okay, I would just try to like spam my right stick, do anyhow, then like slowly, eh, some like at some points, like oh, this skill works at these certain positions, then like oh, okay, then slowly you start to learn like what to do at the right places and like yeah, that's it's actually skill skill is actually one of the best uh ways to attack. In. Like for the past few FIFA's, in my opinion. So, mm. yeah, I think that's the best way like to score. So, yeah, so it's just a I've, more enjoyable gameplay. Yeah, so, I've, yeah. I've seen you do skills to a point where you've literally humiliated people. Sometimes I do skills like people think I'm actually like, oh, I'm arrogant, I'm trying to humiliate <laughs> them. But actually, you know, like, I got a lot of message like, People say, wow, why are you so action? Want to humiliate me? Like those type of things. <laughs> but to be honest, like that's not my intention at all. All I did was like just to try to attack and have fun in the game. <laughs> Fear, how about you, man? You have your first question for the man here. Oh, um, I will ask more in-depth question. Let's do it. Um, but I think, uh. Like I've I've been with him for quite a number of years, uh, mm. even years or so. So we've seen lots of heartbreaks from <laughs> Shark. Uh, we yeah. were heartbroken as well, though, especially the Bundesliga event in KL. Uh, then along the way, you know, uh, Shark you know, tends to lose out in the final against other uh, players in the region. So I just. I, I'm curious, you know, like, how do you handle defeats like this and what is your mindset for the upcoming events? Mm. Uh, actually, like, uh, I think I've lost, like, probably three big finals, I would say. Like, the first one was probably the one in KL where I played against um, Tua in the final. Like, the winner, like, will go to Germany to play in the Ibundesliga. Yeah, that was my first uh, setback, uh, like, I took that loss very uh, painfully. Like, uh, it really upset me for the past, yeah, for the next few weeks and months, I would say. But then, at, at the end of the day, like, you have to look back. Then you see, like, uh, these losses are only what helps you to make yourself play better. Like, you mm. make yourself, you see what you did wrong. Then you will think to yourself, like, okay, maybe I can do better at this. Then next time, I will try to improve myself. Then the mentality at the final is also very important. Uh. Like the sec the another biggest loss I made was the last season. Uh it was in the final against uh this Japanese oh. guy, Agukun, yeah. So the winner would apparently have gone to Bucharest, Romania to play in the final to play in the uh playoffs. So 
I was, I think, leading 3 1 <laughs> with like 5 minutes to go. I, at that point, I think I, I know already what was my mistake. Like, I totally lost my head. Like, I was like thinking, okay, I'm definitely in already. Then immediately, I went to concede like two goals in like three or four minutes. There, uh, that was my like biggest upset I've had. Like, imagine like you are like few minutes in game away from going to a, like somewhere overseas to play, which is my ultimate dream. Uh, like, then I choked it like right at the end. So, yeah, that was one of the most heartbreak of my entire career, I would say. So, yeah, from I that, think that I would, yeah. Just to kind of add on just a little bit on that, you don't know, I, and I don't know whether Phil told you this, like, I was like looking at tickets today, like, to go to... <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for me and Phil to go to Bukharas already at the point of time. Uh, but yeah, man, okay, okay, go on, go on, sorry, sir. Yeah. yeah but then, okay, actually, that thing got cancelled because of COVID yeah, or so, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, uh, from that, like, I, I was like really demotivated motivated uh, like i don't want to play fifa anymore like i just like oh i totally give up but then like at the end of the day i i still focus on my main goal uh, which is to get to qualify for a, re- or a regional or international tournament so yeah that's what that's the motivation i have this year so i just want to get myself there one day and hopefully this year with the new changes in the qualifiers hopefully i can do it again and not choke anymore <laughs> Please. Yeah. Okay, maybe uh, if I may, uh, you are currently holding a big responsibility in uh, FTRD as well. You've been uh, leading the team, uh, doing up meetings, uh, sharing sessions. Uh, you have that leadership role uh, in FTRD. But the most uh, important question of all is that I would like to ask, before you actually head over to the competition or prepare yourself to play, how do you actually uh, hype yourself up? before every or any game, uh, even when you start playing? How do you actually prepare yourself to even compete? Maybe you can share uh, that with the uh, viewers. The main thing is definitely practice. Uh, practice uh, like at least two to three weeks before is the main thing for me. Like I, If I have a big tournament coming, I would like, ask for friendlies with other pros, ask for mm. friendlies with my teammates. I think that's one of the most important things <laughs> to do. Like You get to know every other player's play style and mm. You get to learn how to improve better so and what you did wrong also uh, i think on the game day itself uh definitely sleep is important you don't want to be like uh playing a tournament with like five to six hours of sleep definitely yeah. need more than that yeah so uh, on the day itself also you need to hydrate a lot so yeah that's one of the main things also, to in preparation for the tournament that's dope yeah cool Okay, this, this might be a, a different question, but uh, and I just want to kind of switch things a little bit. Uh, and because this was also one of the topics that we wanted, I wanted, I, and this is a take that's for everyone to speak upon also. I, mm. I don't know whether you guys seen the news, but there's this 14 year old kid called Anders, yeah, Anders Verga, right, who's actually now uh, 210 and oh, he's won 210 weekend league games without that's losing, crazy. right? Yeah, yeah. He's just beaten Mooba. He's beaten Mooba twice now, with both seven zero, seven one and seven zero scorelines. So he's actually beating like not pros but former world champions, because Mooba was a former world champion. So I just want to ask Chuck, you know, have you seen his gameplay? Gameplay and what do you, what do you guys think of him? Yeah, because I think it's an interesting topic for all of us to see. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen his gameplay. I watched his stream recently where he started like uh, talking English or so, I think. Yeah, and his gameplay is actually like 
the thing he does is very simple. Like he only abuse, mostly abuse uh stepovers, and somehow he always pass everyone's defense. Like even the best of defenders, like uh Moaba that time, like even that he can uh they can't stop him. So maybe he abuses some uh mechanics, but in in my opinion, he's still he's still a very good player. Somehow he's very young. And he has uh, very quick reactions. That's important also. Fourteen years old is like uh, probably where you are your like fastest of reaction, I would say. So yeah, as compared to like players who are twenty plus years old. So yeah, I think he's he's just very quick. He switches his players all very fast. So so maybe that's an advantage also here. Yeah. But his attacking is very deadly. I see using his stepovers, and he's unbeaten in like five. Four weekend leagues, which is mm-hmm. I think not many people have done before. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, what do you think about it? What him, man? Um, uh, definitely he's a very talented young boy. Of course, there are haters out there uh, <laughs> who can't see, who can see people you know going undefeated. Will he lose eventually? I'm sure he will. Uh, you know, but he's doing such a great job. I think the, the thing that I'm very impressed uh, the most about him, you know, he keeps things very simple. Uh, yes, he does abuse a lot of stepovers. Uh, he knows the game mechanics very well. He knows how it works. You know, but the, 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 the thing that intrigues me the most is he is so calm in game. Even when yeah. he's losing, you know, you don't see him whining, you don't see him complaining, you don't see him raging. And honestly, I think this is the key well, to get wins, especially in weekend leagues. Um, is he on top against, is he up there, you know, on the same level against top players like MS Dosari, you know, uh, F2 Techs? Uh, we won't know yet. Uh, it's hard f- for us to gauge at this point because I think he's he's at that age where he's not qualified to compete against the best yeah. yet, uh, except, yeah. you know, for invitational events. Um, but I think we will know in a few years' time, you know, but of course, I think it will be a dream now to see F2 Tex, uh, sorry, not F2 Tex, Fnatic Tex, um, actually going up against him for an uh, uh, exhibition match. It seems that they actually fought against each other before and he actually beat Tex also. That's, that's what? what we say. There's no... Wow. Yeah, he's actually, he's actually beaten Tex also. So, wow, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so what it's... Uh, crazy. I mean, my take. Uh, maybe like it's kind of interesting like I would like to know how did he actually even start playing like who introduced him who trains him who you know yeah. Um, so I, if I, I'm not yeah uh, if I'm not he's from Germany right he's a uh, Swedish Swedish yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. so no, I think no, 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 Swedish Denmark, he's one of the Denmark, Denmark. Denmark. Den- Danish, Danish, sorry. Danish Danish yeah Swedish. so I think the good thing about Europe community is, you know, there's a huge pool of players. Mm-hmm. Um, just Germany alone. I think there was one event during my time. Uh, I was uh, one of the biggest FIFA event in the world. They alone in their qualifiers, they had 5,000 over players. And it took them one month to complete that event. Uh, that is just in Germany alone. Um, if you combine the entire pool in Europe, you know, I think we're going to get like probably 10, over 1,000, maybe even more. Um, so, you know, there are lots of talents out there, uh, and I think this guy is one of the lucky ones. He would, I think, if I'm not wrong, he would probably have a professional player who's a mentor to him. Um, we just do not know who yet, um, who probably exposed him to the world of esports. And I think, uh, you know, social media is so big these days, YouTube, you know, there are lots of FIFA videos. And, you know, even, yes, I'm sure your daughter knows how to access YouTube and search videos on <laughs> you. 
YouTube. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think for most FIFA players, they 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 tend to do this these days. Um, you know, and I think the good thing about he's still very young. So uh, and uh, I can see that you know he's eager to learn and he's eager to prove that he's one of the best in the world. And I think it's really good, you know, that he actually uh beaten fanatic text as well. Yeah, so so what I've what I found out actually read the thing is I've actually kind of followed him quite some time. There was an article around him using FIFA 19. So he's been playing FIFA wow. since he was five years old. So he actually played competitively from FIFA 17, actually. People don't know. As an eight-year-old boy, he was actually playing uh FIFA competitively. So people are starting to know about him now, but it's actually been a progress. It didn't it didn't happen overnight though. Uh, I think sure. where he actually came fame was actually through FIFA 19, where he actually started beating like People from Bronby Esports, which is basically in the, the uh, Denmark's very own uh, esports team, and I think his biggest win, I think, was last year when he beat Makuzo. So Makuzo was his, actually his biggest win last year uh, that really got him up, and I think probably got him into uh, Red Bull right now. So that's why this year he, he was signed by Red Bull. I was like, holy shit, this guy, mm. this guy is for real. Uh. And I think now with with a proper esports team like Red Bull, you know, behind him, you know, and there's a vehicle now to market him. Uh, like you know, to this whole thing about this like unbeaten weekend league thing, right? Is a pure, is a huge marketing play that I thought was really, really smart. They work with very big Instagram mm-hmm. accounts like Four Three, you know, uh, which is huge football uh, accounts, which is not just purely just uh, FIFA, and it and it just shows, uh, you know, like like you know. So now he's creating this aura of mystique that he cannot be beaten. You know, he's beating like pros, he's beating. So that there is actually it's actually a pure. They're actually building up his his hype, man. So I can only imagine if he keeps this up when he turns 16, right? And he can oh, finally no. actually go for qualifiers. You can only imagine he will literally be the one of the biggest uh, FIFA stars if they keep carrying it up. So it's interesting though. So this is one of those, uh, I, I guess one of those things where, you know, you, you train your kids young yep. <laughs> and, and then you build them up. So this is exactly, so it's almost like a, like for me, my, uh, my blueprint for my daughter. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. From young. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, I actually have put out a poll uh, just now and then it's kind of interesting. The question was, uh, what do you guys think of FIFA 21? So the poll, uh, I have awesome, I have meh and can be better. So 27% is, uh, they actually said it's awesome. Uh, 36% it's a tie between meh and can be better. So you guys out there, if you guys are a huge uh football game enthusiasts uh, be it on PS or Xbox please uh, do the poll because uh, we would like to know uh, what you think of FIFA 21 with whatever is happening around the world with regards to FIFA uh, be it the 14 year old be, uh, have, has beaten everyone and also mm-hmm. the lawsuit and also I also heard that uh, Ibrahimovic is suing FIFA 21 also what, what what's up with that? <laughs> uh, that's an interesting story there so what um, is it? So what's happening is that uh, Ibra- I, okay, this all happened because of Beckham, by the way. So oh, no. what happens <laughs> if you guys don't know that Beckham is now in FIFA and yeah. Beckham, I think what, what the news that came out, so he's going to be an icon card. We're going to get yeah. a free uh, special food card also, I think in January. Uh, but what people don't know is that FIFA, EA Sports actually paid him $60 million to actually oh, wow. for, for the experience. Uh, so it's actually reported that, he, that that was the amount of money, that was the size of the contract for it. It's crazy wow. because that's that they've actually paid him more money than he's actually earned in his playing career. Can you believe it? Like, like yeah, so, no, 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 uh, yeah. so, 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 so not in Real Madrid, lah, kan? So it's, it's more. It's, it's, oh, they calculated no. it. 
because I think it was also inflation in that in his time it wasn't uh oh yeah, yeah the way yeah. the way Ronaldo yeah. and Messi right so yeah. but but yeah so, so that that happened so right after that happened the next day Ibrahimovic basically says who's FIFA Pro so FIFA Pro is a licensing company that licenses all the all the all the likeness and the names of all the players so the okay. players don't own their likeness it's interesting though uh, as long as they are registered under FIFA Pro which I think I think a big majority of them are. So FIA just negotiates with this company called FIFA. So he's basically now saying that, hey, you know what? Who are these people? Why why am I not getting paid? And then I think uh, Gareth Bale also sent a cryptic tweet. So he's not being sued or anything like that. He's just okay. making a bit of noise. Like one day before he found out that Beckham oh, made $60 okay. million. Dollars. So that's that's exactly what, what's happening. Though. Yeah. We have one here, Muhammad Siddiq Beckham earning uh, 256,000 pounds per week just to have his face on a card. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, maybe Kun, exactly. you can share a little, a little bit about your take. What do you think about all of this frenzy that's happening? Like, do you think Beckham should be paid that much? Uh, actually, in my opinion, maybe he deserves it. Like, he's an icon for I don't know how many years, but maybe that's yeah. a bit too much. Uh, 256k a week just to have a uh cut in the game it's a bit too much but yeah like a lot of people would have like even though his stats aren't that good but i'm sure a lot of people will want him to like play in his uh play him in their team because me me yeah <laughs> especially people who like to cross uh, use crosses like fear yeah his crossing would no. be often deadly I mean, I mean, David Beckham is such an influencer. He is actually the reason yeah. why I, I watch football, uh, basically. Not because mm. I support Manchester United, just because of his crazy crosses and free kicks. Uh. I think yeah. he is one of the legends. Uh. This, is, yeah. this is a really interesting discussion point here. Like, mm. I find that Beckham, as much as a, of an icon he is outside of football, right? Mm, I yeah. struggle to see who's going to use his card, though, other than Ferran, who loves him. You know? mm. He literally doesn't have enough pace. You know, he's three stars, three stars. You know, uh, you know, he he is useless at right mid. I mean, you you need pace because of the way FIFA is built. You know, for for a winger, a, a right mid especially, you need pace. You need specific things. So I think like like I I'm a bit puzzled, man. If it was like something like if if it was a if if he was a player like you know uh like like for example a good example is R9, right? Absolute icon. You know, but he's also an absolute like icon in game. You know, everybody wants him. He's the most expensive player in 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 foot right now. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, you're paying 60 million for a guy. I mean, maybe he'll sell some, but I mean, in game, no one is actually gonna ever really use him, with the exception of menu, menu old school menu fans. Yeah, that's how I see it at least. I mean, and what do you guys thing, think? I mean, the other thing that I am really interested to see whether we we can we can see his like uh his trademark hand crosses and yeah, is it really gonna be, be around? Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Fear, fear, you're you're very quiet. Maybe I I want to hear from you. You will you you surely will buy him because you like to play cross. Um, I I don't think I need to buy him. I think everyone will get uh. Oh, get it for uh, free. A, yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. Uh, like I think this like all these boys know that I like to abuse crossing. Uh, yeah, so, uh, it's just that you know, uh, Beckham, I I I don't I cannot find any player who can cross like him. Mm. Um, but you know, you know, like what I was saying, Beckham is is an idol, you know, outside of football as well. Um, you know, uh, he has done so many things outside as well, uh, which is nice to see. Uh, I've met him in person as well. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he was now. <laughs> 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 
Yep, but, uh, but unfortunately, you know, we couldn't take pictures with him because his bodyguard was there and they were quite yeah. strict. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm look actually looking forward to have this cut, uh, uh, you know, in in the game and see how it goes. But of course, I think having his cut is one thing, but having a deadly striker is another. So I think he will definitely go well with CR seven for sure. I think Shark <laughs> will Shark will agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I think for me, it's like I, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit salty because my favorite player is absolutely unusable in this game, which is Shearer. Like it's so unfair that Alan Shearer, who's like literally the top scorer of all time in the Premier League, <laughs> the worst one of the worst icons you could ever have. Uh, and I and that's why I'm also feel like, like that's the one of my biggest pet peeves with, with FIFA in general is that you know you can't you have to play only one style to win. There is a, a there is a meta that you guys have to we have to build towards. You know you can't play your own style. You know like 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 I can't play like. Like, like, for honestly, like, even at the start, I think it was a little bit better. You could probably try playing with with Kane, you know, uh, as a as a as a false false nine. But the the latest patches and all makes it absolutely useless to do that. Especially if let's say let's say you just need to do like clip traps and step overs. You know, mm-hmm. I I can't I can't just Kane clip and step over. I need to get CR seven. I need to get Mbappe. You know, things like that. So I think that's my 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 biggest gripe sometimes with foot is that. Yes, it's a card collecting game, but I can't really play the cards that I really want, even if I'm mm. willing to change my playstyle for it, because there's only one playstyle that works. Yeah. What do you guys what do you think, Shark? Is that is that true? Yeah, I think that's true. So it's like all those so called meta players are the only one that's like really usable in if you wanna do well in FUT. It's like all those fast players, those who can dribble. Like literally, like even if you have a big icon like I say, uh example like Drogba, like even Drogba, because just because his dribbling is bad, like he, he's not gonna do well in FUT. Like yeah, so there's only certain metas that you can follow that will like lead you to get good a lot of wins in FIFA. If you play all those like low uh low dribbling, low pace type of players, it's very hard to like do well, I would say. I mean Rodrigo Rodrigo beat Drogba, like he's to me, he's more useful than than Drogba or, or anyone else. Yeah. Okay. Go on, go on, sorry. Uh, sorry. Maybe we can take some uh some uh comments from Facebook before we move on. Uh, we have uh let's see. Ooh, there's a lot of comments. Uh, okay, guys. Before that, I've uh I did one more poll actually, and the poll is: Are you guys excited to have David Beckham in your team on FIFA 21? And then uh, we have hundred percent of people saying yes, yes. A hundred percent says yes, and meh. We are still waiting for the meh. And then um, we have Ian Sliman. Boo, yes, bias. This is with regards to uh, David Beckham on FIFA. Eh? Yes, Muhammad Sidik. Beckham is fantastic in past twenty twenty one. That emphasis are uh, passing football, not dribbling and pace abuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. He's actually from PES, right? So basically, yeah. his contract ended in PES, and now yeah. FIFA, I think, bought him over to. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Raimi, Raimi said and play Buso. This is, uh, I think, fair lah because he likes to cross and play Buso in FIFA. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, who else? Uh, wow, we have a lot. Abang Yas, you want to read some? Uh, I mean, we have uh, Ayman. Shout out to Ayman. Yeah. Awesome shout. In, is in there uh <laughs> then we have a lot of like people like like rye and all you not know, challenging fear i don't know what's up with you guys <laughs> going there. uh 
Ruzaini, uh, uh, Mr. Ruzaini, you know, making comment about uh, Shark's latest pack pool. If you guys haven't seen the pack pool, go to his Twitter page. It's a big one. Uh, it's uh, Patrick Vieira. Yeah, wow. Which is awesome for FTRD because his cousin got Vieira during the weekend, which I had for him. So now we got two Vieiras in the, in, in the FTRD team, which is really good. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Ayman says that he would love to use Drogba. Uh, but the guy, the guy uh, although I'm a menu fan, the guy, the guy is truly sick. I mean, in real life he is, but uh, really sad to share with you, Ayman, he's really not that good in game for, for football. You're better off using, <laughs> you're better off using, uh, you know, uh, 82 rated guy with, with high agility and high balance. Kaz um, is also in the house. Base abuse players cannot use better. I think that's the thing though. People don't want to play. If I had a choice, I don't want to play pace. But the thing is, I need that to win. If not, if not, I just play to lose, which is really not also fun. You know, you don't want to keep losing games also. So I will yeah. play schools if, if the game doesn't, isn't, yeah, Zavi. Yeah, Zavi. No, but I think Zavi is not bad. Though. I think he's 93. His prime, mo- his prime one would be an interesting, I think would be an interesting card. If you look at, at Dursta, he's very, very well-rounded. So he could hopefully be something like uh, a bit of a box-to-box, you know, uh, player. But yeah. yeah. I mean, the new icons. Okay, let's, let's maybe talk a little bit about new icons, which is also kind of interesting also. Like, there are some new icons in, in foot this year, right? So you have, like, Lam, you have uh, Schweinsteiger, you have Ito, you got Puskas. Shark uh, and Fair, have you guys tried any of them so far? And then soon Becker will come in also. Uh, I think the only icon I tried is Cantona, and that's the lone card. <laughs> and I tried all the games against Shark, uh. And yeah. I, I think Shark got annoyed with Cantona. I think that, that I, I've not tried any of the new icons yet. Uh, simply because I can't afford it. That is one. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Shark will probably try a few more other I, icons. I've tried two new ones. I would say uh, Sukar. The, the uh, new, I don't know. What's his country? I forget his country. Yeah. But uh, that, 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 uh, yeah, that striker, he's not bad. But I wouldn't... Uh, pay that amount for him. He's not the best for that amount. Another one is Vidic, which is my absolute favorite defender of like, I don't know how many years he's been my absolute legend. So I tried I both I tried his baby and his mid. And last weekend I just uh, played his mid, which is damn good. Even he has a, a pace of only 70, but his defending is crazy. Uh. He's exactly what I like imagine him to be in-game because he's exactly the same person in real life also. Like those tough uh, defenders and always go all in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think I, and this question is weird because in the end, I think I'm going to ask myself because I think I'm the one that's fight <laughs> the most of this new <laughs> project. Yeah. Uh, Please. So Cantona, yeah, Cantona is absolute broken. Uh, like, he is he is one of one of the most unique uh, icons. If you guys want to try something that's a bit different, uh, but somehow still better, I think uh, Cantona is still the best. He has this really huge like body type in the game, so his 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 size his size is like a defender, but uh, he's still pretty agile. He has an insane shot. Uh, I think four star, five star. So he, he definitely has the skill base. So really fun player to use. I tried both eighty eight and ninety. The ninety is slightly better, but if you save money, the eighty eight is perfectly fine. I tried Ito once, didn't actually like him, but maybe I could try him again. Um, then I've also tried, uh, what else did I try? I tried Puskas. So Puskas, I tried both versions also. Uh, very, very good player. Uh, very, very agile. Uh, it's almost like a perfect striker. Some, it's a bit like Butra, uh, Butra Geno, but slightly taller. 
but the good thing about him is that he he fin his finishes are just out of this world. Absolutely finishes everything in the box. Uh, absolute cheat code when it comes to that. Only problem is a three star weak foot. Uh, and then last but not least, my favorite new icon that I am absolutely in love with is Lam. Uh, I've had him for my team. He's the longest player I've had in my team. I cannot sell him. My whole team is untradeable with just one Lam in the middle. Um, he is the white Kante who can pass and who can shoot. Uh, so for me, I need Lam because I'm a horrible defender. And in this game, you need to defend with your defensive mates more than even your, your, your defenders himself. So he helps out. You know, I can even play him as a defender sometimes. So when I need to keep a lead, I actually put five at the back. He's actually the middle five. You know, he's short, uh, but he's fantastic. So he's the best. He's the best icon there. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's uh, Faye, go on. Uh, I'm sure you also want to ask Shark a few questions. Okay, Shark. Uh, back back to FIFA and the competitive scene. Uh, so we all know that the qualifiers next week has been postponed. Uh, you have been preparing quite well for this. Uh, how are you actually preparing for these qualifiers, and are you looking forward to it? Uh, so uh, first, I would say I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like the last qualifier I played was uh, the one that I mentioned earlier, which was the <laughs> finals defeat. So uh, after that, everything got cancelled. Like, I think there was supposed to be another qualifier, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, then it got cancelled because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so this is really the next one after that. So yeah, definitely I'm looking forward to it. Like I want to redeem myself after the choke, horrible choke. And yeah, so uh, in preparing for it, uh, like I've been playing weekend league, like like uh, trying my best to make it like a competitive thing, like uh, meeting if like meeting pros. Then I will try my best to learn how their gameplay is like. Then see what I can do. What I can take in to improve myself as well. Then, like maybe leading up to the qualifiers, like we can usually I will like uh train in friendlies with some of the other pros, like some of the Indon or Malaysian teammates. I mean, not teammates, like friends that we have. Uh, and also from the FTRD team, like usually we'll host like our internal tournament itself, like to train among each other, so to see our weakness and improve on it. Yeah, that's how we usually train. That's how I usually train for the qualifiers. Okay, Shark, maybe I have a question. Uh, to uh, this is basically dedicated to all of the aspiring uh, FIFA players lah, who wants to be in the scene, who wants to compete. Uh, maybe you can give them some advice. Uh, like how do you actually train or what sort of uh, attitude you must have in order for you to succeed or even do better in the scene? Uh, I think main thing at first, like you have to just keep joining tournaments. Like even if you're not good at all, uh, you have to just keep keep joining uh, as much tournaments as possible. Like you improve your exposure to meeting like a lot of other better players. Then from there you learn from those players that you lost to. Then you see oh, like, okay maybe I can learn from this. Like I see they they abuse crosses and then I, or they abuse their skills. Then I maybe go online and search how to do this type of things. Then you will slowly improve on that. Like you will uh, see that you you will see that you are lacking in a lot of things. Then you will just uh, just keep learning and learning. Then uh, another thing is like you have to be quite resourceful. Like you have to go to like I used to watch a lot of videos online. Like when I was just starting, I remember I like uh, watch a lot of YouTube videos. Then I will write down down in my notes. Like uh, like how what are the buttons to do, 
like what the process to do, the skills to do, like how to uh, how to like infiltrate the defenders. Yeah, so that's how I slowly get better and better. Then you will, as you grow, as you develop better into a better player, then you will okay be more confident to face against those tougher opponents. Then yeah, that's where you continue to improve. Okay. Uh, I have one more, uh, one more question, or maybe uh, I would like to uh, pick your brains lah about this because not only that you are successful in gaming, you are also successful in your studies as well, which uh, many parents uh, feel that uh, maybe by by spending a lot of times playing games, it's uh, a waste of time lah basically. But in this day and age, I think gaming. If you want to step into the gaming world, you need to use a lot of your brains uh, to learn, to study, to do your research. It's the same as uh, being in school uh, to educate yourself. Uh, maybe Shak, you can share a, a little bit uh, on how you actually divide your time uh, between gaming and also your studies. And in your take, maybe you can share with them how important it is to be successful in your studies as well. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think last year was probably my busiest year. Like I was, uh, I was. Uh, juggling between my FYP and like my final uni year so it's like it was very busy like a lot of modules were income incoming and then I remember there was a, like a qualifiers in between also so mm. that was a very busy period of my life and then I like I had to sort of come up with a schedule like you have to prioritize obviously you have to prioritize your studies first because uh the main thing is like you have to get a qualification in, in Singapore especially like you have to get your studies right first so that's where I usually I mainly focus on my studies. Then, like maybe in the weekends, you can spare a few hours just to uh, put some time into your uh, in the gaming scene. Yeah. So, uh, in my opinion, it's like uh, you you can do especially I know a lot of players like even in Europe they are mostly like there's a lot of university students that are like still pros like currently like maybe food with lyrics like uh, quite a few i know that are currently doing their unis also so they, it's not impossible to juggle like being a programmer and also uh, being a good at studies so yeah in my opinion it's like it's definitely going to be tough but if you pri- if you know where to prioritize your which like you you know where to prioritize your studies and when to play game like you can definitely do well like obviously your parents won't be especially pleased at the start but if you like put uh if you can show them that you can do equally well in gaming as well as in uh your studies i'm sure they will eventually like uh be okay with it mm. That's a good good advice there. Uh, so basically, to all of you guys out there, be it uh, parents, uh, aspiring gamers, uh, if you just heard what Shark said, I think it's it's going to be hard to juggle, basically. Yes, I agree as well. But I think if you know how to prioritize your time, you know when to uh, play and when to study, I think you'll be just fine. And to all the parents out there, please trust the process. Uh, I, I believe that this day and age, kids are way smarter than... Uh, they used to be lah. I guess uh, this is just how I see yep. it because of the technology there is. Uh, not only that, they watch YouTube just the, for for the sake of just watching YouTube. I think they learn more as well. If you uh, tune them to the right channel, then mm-hmm. I think they they. I think Abang Yas, you are a parent as well. I'm sure you can give some advice uh, with regards to this as well. I think the first thing I kind of want to say before that also is that juggling is the way of life. I mean, there's. You guys, we all have responsibilities and 
it's a very yeah. it's it, we all it, it being extremely real you know there isn't a situation where we can just do what we have love or passion as the only thing that in our lives you know yes we have our passion but we have we have our responsibilities also so as much as i love gaming you know uh, i have to work work is still pays the bills work pays yeah. for everything else. so i work hard and and don't get me wrong i love my work also it's okay to love your work and it's okay to love what you do after work also so i i guess in many ways i'm, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense so i think juggling is important like you all I, i think people need to understand that they can't just drop everything and do gaming like yeah. especially at the start you need to juggle you need to be able to work and that's where the hard work comes in because you need to understand you need to work hard you know at work and then, or, or studies and then work hard at your game gaming life also and then if let's say somehow that gaming thing becomes big enough and then you're able to do it full time then then that's good for you man then you go for it but i think at the start i think that's that's what everyone has to go through i think in terms of parenthood and all like i think i think most parents uh i think i think uh like maybe now the the upcoming parents uh, i would say like parents who have kids that are within the age of that in that teens right they also are kind of close to my age probably slightly older or even some of them could be around my age so if they are around my age they understand the gaming industry or gaming world a little bit better they know that gaming is no longer just something kids play you know game is yeah. a fabric of everyday life and games in many ways gaming actually have a viable can be a viable career option whether it's being a pro player whether it's being you know part of the industry whether it's being a developer whether it's being part of events gaming is so big guys like you know like people talk about one of the biggest companies in the world you know that's from singapore is razer and that's a gaming company gaming yeah. first company So people always like, I always like to say that you know you talk about gaming to my mind. Then what Razer my mind? No, Razer is for real, man. Razer is Razer is one of the biggest companies in the world. You know, Secret Lab, for example, you know, is also one of the biggest companies in the world right now when it comes to gaming chairs. So gaming is definitely uh, not the way uh, I would say my mind anymore, or just something that you kind of look at just for kids. It's actually a real industry and something that I think a lot of parents will understand more. And because they will understand more, then they have be, they be more open. To maybe that kids you know, being part of that world but with that being said like i said i go back to the first thing i said everybody have responsibilities so you clear your responsibilities first you know until yeah. your gaming career can help you do your responsibilities and uh, then you can move to it full time but until then do what you need to do for your family do what you need to do for yourself i think that's extremely important yeah, yeah i totally agree with abang yas and i i this is something interesting also that i would like to know from uh uh shark shark i'm sure uh The reason why you're successful both in gaming and uh, studies, I think you have a very supportive uh, parents. I I believe, and that is one of the reason why you're successful in such a manner. Maybe you can uh, share a little bit on what uh, uh, your parents thought when you play games and uh, at the same time uh, studying. Uh, okay, I'll tell you the truth. At the start, they were like, uh, maybe they weren't so like they they were okay with me playing, but. And I play like long hours. They will be like sometimes they will be a bit naggy about it. Then yeah. uh, I started joining the pro scene. Then especially this one tournament changed it all. Like the okay. Bundesliga tournament in Malaysia, yeah. uh, where it was broadcast on like uh, live TV. Like the final and the semi-finals all were in like live TV where my parents back in Singapore uh, can see uh, at Singtel TV. So yeah, wow. there my my parents, my cousins all were watching it. And that's where I think, like they think, oh, okay, this 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 guy really can do something big with this gaming life, ah. Huh? So yeah, that that sort of changed everything, ah. Huh? Like after that, my parents were very supportive of me playing, uh, uh, 
like competitively, like joining tournaments, like going uh, other countries to play. So yeah, that's where it was mainly changed my <laughs> my Your life. Sort of, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure that that must have been the most proudest moment to yeah. to see their child playing uh, in an international level, eh, on television. Yeah. I think what what we here in FTRD are trying to do is basically we would like to educate uh, for those of you guys out there who are not fond or who are not uh, have no knowledge at all. Like me, when I first started, I had no knowledge at all with regards to gaming. But as I uh, move on with uh, FTRD, they taught me a lot of things with regards to gaming and how positive it is or how positive it can be. Be it like what uh, Fear is trying to fight for, which is the female gamers, and what Yas is trying to fight for, which is education and as well as uh, gaming as well. I think it's very positive uh, to see and to see how my team is actually uh, working to make this thing a more positive uh, environment for everyone out there. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know anything about gaming, ask uh, us around, ask about uh, us, Yas, us, Fear, or you can also ask Shark, and maybe they can share a little bit more about what is uh, it's like to be part of this industry. La. And personally, for me, I think it's uh, very positive. Not only that, uh, it improves uh, the relationship between uh, a player who is competing competi uh, competitively uh, with uh, other players as well. Yes, it might seem like macam, eh, kau ni in games ah, eh, like macam, eh, dia ni but at the end of the day, they are friends after all. And they, they learn from one another and they, they, they help each other to improve in gaming. Maybe, uh, Fear, you can share a little bit more because you have been in the industry for the longest time. And maybe I, I'm sure you can see uh, how it started until where it is right now. Maybe you can share a little bit about this. Um, yeah, you know, the gaming scene has grown so much. Uh, like, uh, and, you know, with technology, you know, new technologies in the industry, you know, everything seems you know, to get better and better. Um, I also want to add on, you know, in, uh, in terms of uh, time management as well. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you know, uh, over the years, what gaming has taught me and taught a lot of people, uh, which I think school don't even teach us sure. this. Yeah, yeah, it's all about time management. Um, you can't play too much. Neither can you play that too little. Little, uh, <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. So you have, you have, you always have to find the balance. You know, when it comes to training, because when you play too much, you know. Uh, you get burned out, you get frustrated with yourself. Uh, oh, and also, you know, time management comes in a lot of forms, you know, not, not only in terms of training, you know, but like what Shark experienced back then, you know, he has to juggle his studies as well. And, you know, I think we were very proud, you know, that he actually did well for his studies as well. Like, you know, me personally, like, I know um, how he actually managed to train and study for his finals as well. Uh, it, it was tough for him. I think she slept late every single night. Uh, it wasn't easy as well, you know. And he had to go through qualifiers in between as well. Uh, am I right, Ishak? Yeah, there yeah. was a qualifier in between your exams. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't easy as well, you know. Um, but also, I think a lot of people out there do not know that, you know, uh, from my experience, years of traveling, attending gaming events, most professional gamers are degree holders. Uh, this is a fact, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than the younger kids, you know, like Fnatic Tech, all this, you know, the older gamers, most of them are actually degree holders. You know, like I used to travel around with Prasad as well. Even his CS friends from all over the world are also degree holders. And eventually, you know, most of them you know, started to become entrepreneurs, form their own esports industry, you know, have their own brands. 
so the career path in the esports industry is very very big now. Uh, it's not like before. It also most players you know, tend to start out as a pro player. After that, you know, you form your own team or you create your own brand, you create your own product. You know, and I think hopefully, you know, me and Yas, you know, we can help one of these guys achieve that that dream as well. I yeah, think that's man. what FTRD is for, man. I think we 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 at FTRD the whole the the name FTRD is called from the red dot. The idea is to you know elevate you know uh, talents like Shark and basically every guy that is actually playing for the FTRD into 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 the global stage. I think that's what we are here for, and we want to bring more people in, you know, with that vision and goal in mind. So definitely, I I totally agree, and I think I think it's important that we actually do all of that, like we we. We have a very balanced lifestyle. It's not just strictly just games, but you know, uh, I think what we try to do, and I think what Fair Rao myself also try to do is achieve, try to put some structure. You know, that's why we also nag and and our guys, you know, to do specific things, you know, all the time because we want them to also prepare them for for that life if it, if, if it happens. Yeah. I think uh, another thing that I, I I have to share with everyone out there who are still watching us on Facebook, uh, a special shout out to everyone of you guys who are still with us on Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I think it's very important that we all uh, elevate one another, uh, stay positive, uh, also learn from one another. One another. Um, what we want to achieve in FTRD as well is to see uh, all these uh, young, talented people who are a part of FTRD also in the gaming community to succeed, uh, not only in games, but also in the way of their lives. Uh, we would like to motivate uh, every one of you guys because hey, life is short and uh, the only thing that we have right now is each other. Lah. And the yep. one way that for us to... Uh, stay happy, stay positive is uh, uplift one another. So I think uh, it's pretty positive uh, ever since I am with FTRD because the, the goal is to see everyone uh, in FTRD to succeed. And I am very proud of Shark actually. He is very inspiring. And I think that's one of the reasons why when uh, Yas told me or even Fair told me that they want to interview Shark in this episode because I would like to take this opportunity also to... Uh, give Shark a huge special shout out because it's you are very inspiring bro in in a way that you are not only a, a very successful gamer uh, to my eyes and also you you manage to study really hard and achieve uh, what it needs to be done basically and it's not easy to see basically this is I have to say facts eh tak senang to see this kind of attitude from orang kita basically and to be able to see it from Shark uh, whatever he has achieved I think I have to point it out and I, I really need to share it with all of you guys out there because uh, we need more people like Shark to elevate our community basically because, uh, you know, kita selalu tertinggal ke belakang, uh, basically our community and to have someone like Shark uh, who is inspiring like this, I think it's very important to point it out. So for those mm -hmm. of you guys out there who are aspiring to become gamers, uh, please uh, focus in your studies as well. Uh, do what's best, do what's right. If you have any question at, uh, questions at all, please do not hesitate to ask uh, uh, the people from uh, FTRD. People like uh, uh, Vlad, uh, you can ask Rai, you can ask uh, Fair, and also uh, Sharp, that's for sure. Uh, I think we have come to the end of the show uh, for this episode of mm -hmm. FTRD Podcast. Uh, maybe I can uh, end it up first, then I will hand it over to Fair, and then we can uh, give last words to Sharp. Uh, 
firstly, I would like to say thank you so much to every one of you guys who's been uh, joining us every single week to watch our FDRD podcast. Mad love to every one of you. I know it may not be a lot of people watching us, but I think the importance of uh, having the true followers uh, in our channel, I think that is my goal, uh, basically. And I am truly happy to have you guys every single week. And I also would like to thank Shark. Thank you so much for sharing with us, my bro, this week. Uh, maybe offline, uh, I'm still going to ask you a few more questions because truly, bro, you are really inspiring to me. Lah. And I think you are the one of those uh, guys who can really speak and who can really listen, uh, consume, think about it, then answer. I think that is a true... Uh, True champion, basically. You need to listen before you speak, guys. Uh, that's one thing that I think all of us should learn, even me. Uh, that's one thing that most of us don't have uh, at the moment. But Sharp has that, and I think that's one of the reasons why I really like him a lot. Him, Ash, and the rest of the team, they have a very positive mentality. Sharp, thank you so much. I hope that you can continue to inspire and continue to succeed uh, till the end, bro. Thank you so much. Let me um, hand it over to Fear first. Um, so yeah, I you know uh, as for what Rao said, you know, thank you all to the viewers you know, for supporting us. Um, you know, our success uh, will eventually come from the support uh, from you guys. You know, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today without you guys. Uh, like I said this earlier, you, know, you guys are not fans, you guys are friends. You know, and we are all one big family at, at the end of the day. Um, so thank you for joining us once again today, uh, listening to Shakir's story as well. Um, with regards to Shakir, um, he were, before he gives his final words, uh, I would also want him to answer this question, you know, and uh. he can actually hand it off with his, his, his final words as well. So Shak, um, what are your future plans hmm. for esports or does it lie away from, from esports. Maybe you want to share with the viewers that you can end off with your final message to the viewers as well. Uh, to me, my main goal since I started joining this uh, esports industry was to actually win a big tournament. Uh. So I think until I actually achieve that, I won't be happy to leave this industry. <laughs> so I think I'll be doing it for a few more years until I finally managed to do very well and succeed in it, then maybe then I will start thinking of doing something else. Like, of course, I will obviously still have uh, my other future plans, which is to work I'm like in my industry as well, which is like aerospace. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm planning to still work in the industry, but as a side job, I was, obviously I'm still going to play FIFA for a while. Like, until I get like, to achieve my goal, I won't stop there. I won't stop yet. So yeah, I still have, uh, I think, at least a few more years left on me to where my like reflex and instincts are still there. <laughs> so I'll try to do my best for this next few years and hopefully I get to achieve my goal someday. So yeah, uh, I'm very happy for all the support that I've give, I've, I'm getting from uh, Furious, uh, Rao and the FTRD team. So yeah, hopefully we can do a good job this year and many years to come. Yeah, that's very well said. Very well said. 
sorry guys, but Yas had to uh, put the daughter to sleep. But nevertheless, I feel I think uh, Yas also share the same uh, sentiment as uh, the the three of us. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing that uh, we truly want is basically we want everyone to succeed. And I have to give a special shout out to every single players uh, in FTRD and also the gaming uh, industry. Every single one of you who's competing for the qualifiers in FIFA 21, uh, best of luck. And also, uh, thank you so much once again for joining us in this episode of FTRD Podcast with me, Fair, and also Yas, and our very special guest, Shark, uh, also known as Kun. Uh, we hope that you are truly inspired in this episode and uh, can take away some positive things uh, with you. And we hope that uh, you guys will continue to show us love for the next episode. So thank you very much uh, from me, Raozan. Fear here. Kun here. <laughs> and Yas, uh, wherever he, he Where is. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much, guys, for joining us. And hope to see you guys uh, next week. Next Have week. a great night, man. Peace. Bye.